0: you're listening to the counting lights podcast with Chris and Dan counting lights
1: podcast where comedy and wrestling lock up.
0: All right. All right. So here we go. Back with Kit Carson here.
1: Back oh. with part two. We counting got more, more. Counting lights podcast. More buddy. stories. Uh, So I I believe there's a Mexican cartel story that i got to hear about as well. And this involves both of you.
0: Yeah, so Kit and I used to to travel quite a bit uh, all around the United States, uh, you know, uh, uh, as uh, NWA Tag Team Champions and uh, uh, traveling quite a bit with the uh, Bad Boys of Wrestling, uh, Ed Beckley's uh, wrestling organization. And, uh, well, uh, we... Started to become pretty popular, uh, you know, uh, all across Texas, and so uh, we had a really close friend in, in San Antonio, Jose Lothario. No, Manny Villalobos.
2: Well, yeah, but originally that deal with Mexico was through Jose Lothario. Oh,
1: okay, that was Shawn Michaels' uh trainer, wasn't it? Jose? Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: So, uh, we uh, they asked us to uh, to do some shows. Inside of Mexico, uh, they would like they like to bring, uh, once again, just like the Korea story, like they <laughs> <laughs> like to bring the white boys down to wrestle, you know. Yeah, there. send the but, crowd home yeah, happy by so, watching. And we wrestled some pretty big names down there in uh, in Mexico. Uh, we had one particular uh, town that we would go uh, probably a couple times a year down to Tarion. And, uh, yeah, it was and, a carnival. Yeah, and Mexico it was there. They would do it uh, for their... Um, their anniversary for the town, they would have this, this huge, uh, unbelievably huge, like carnival fair thing, and yeah, literally we go cent- nights and nights and nights. Central Mexico, yeah. So Terreon, we uh, traveled about eight hours from the border into the interior of Mexico, and uh, they they took real real great care of us. We would drive down to San Antonio, we would hook up with some wrestlers in San Antonio, and then they would. Uh, by the time we got to San Antonio, they would travel us either in a bus or a big SUV uh, down to the, the town in uh, Terreon down in, in Mexico. And uh, obviously, you know, uh, this was uh, in the late 90s, early 2000s.
2: Yeah, I mean, like our that. last
0: trip was probably, what, 2005? I got some pictures
2: of it. So on the
0: wall in but, my wall of shame. But you know, you gotta be careful, you know, traveling inside of Mexico and that was during when the cartels were
2: it is a third world country. Yeah. I mean, you
0: yeah. Know, when you go in, you know, they're they're looking they're looking to get paid and uh, they're looking to make some money and but we were kinda under the protection of the um, uh, the political government, government, and and Terry on when we would travel inside of Mexico, so we felt pretty safe, um, you know, overall. But you know, you stop in a small town in the middle of Mexico, obviously, you're a little nervous.
2: Yeah. Well, so. we weren't even in a small town. We were
0: in the middle of the fucking desert. Yeah, so, <laughs> so we would go down and travel into Terreon and do do these uh, uh, huge outdoor shows for, at, the at the carnival there in Terreon. And uh, uh, I mean, gosh, what stories do you start telling? I mean, uh, to, to tell the tell the story when we were on the way back and we got stopped by the, the Federales or the, the cartel guys and.
2: No, we're on the way there.
0: Okay,
2: go ahead. So we're in the middle of the desert. And it's about a hundred and fifty mile stretch where there's absolutely nothing but mountains and desert. So about a hundred miles in there's a roadblock. And the guy taking us his there's, name?
0: They're who, stopping everybody. Yeah, yeah. The guy but taking us nobody.
2: His name... We're
0: the only car on the his road. His name
2: is Batu. Batu's basically the only guy that speaks Spanish in the fucking SUV. So, I'm in, I'm in shorts and a Hawaiian shirt, and so are the other guys. It was you and, I think, Jared Steele. Yeah. Which was a kid that we trained that was really
1: good. So, yeah, I just dressed for a Jimmy Buffett concert. Yeah, basically. It, yeah. We're traveling from, you know, traveling from yeah, town to town. And, and, and
2: everything's going good, you know, and we're happy. And Batu's like, uh-oh, Everybody be cool. So, Which is
1: universal slang for like, oh, shit. Yeah, for like, yeah, we're, we're about to get,
2: it's about to be bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, actually, that's the knife I had right there, Chris. See that hanging yeah. above the door? Yeah. So, we, so, I always took this knife. Whenever there was, I went there into Mexico. There was probably, what,
0: 30 guys there? 30?
2: No, no, there wasn't that many. There was four of them. And then there was four of us, and we got our luggage piled in the back of the SUV. My bag is on top. So they got another car pulled over, just some Mexican family, and they're going through all their stuff. One guy's got a jacket on that says FBI. And we knew right away, this ain't FBI. This ain't.
0: It's not the federales. It's
2: not the authorities. This is banditos or cartel. Not the motorcycle gang. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: So. Mexican bandits.
2: And Batu looks over at us just a little bit and he goes, Don't nobody say nothing. I'm like, I go, Batu, this isn't good.
0: So, this guy's got a. a... Sh- listen, I'll be honest with you. I'm shitting my pants. Yeah, no, I can
1: imagine you shitting I, your pants. I'm in the front passenger seat. He's already been through communist North Korea. This, is, yeah. this isn't this his first ride. Yeah, and I'm like, I, I, I don't want to do this again. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So, I'm in the front passenger seat. Chris is right behind me, and Jared Steele's over next to him. And this guy skips going to Batu, walks around the SUV, and comes over to me. He starts tapping on my window with a fucking machine gun. So I roll down my window. I go, what's up?
1: <laughs> hey, <¿qué pasa? laughs>
2: and, and he's spitting something off, and he makes me get out of the vehicle. So I got this knife. I got a hand there. I always carried that in Mexico. In so the back. he's
0: got just basically a like a hunting uh, knife. Yeah. And Kit goes back and reaches for his hunting knife to put it in his pocket.
1: And no, I, go, I, I
0: just go, left it there. I was getting I ready go, to pull I it go, out. What the fuck are you doing? He goes that these guys start shooting. I'm taking one of them out with me.
2: Yeah. So it's the perfect he's,
0: travel companion. Yeah. So like, Thanks, <laughs> motherfucker.
2: Yeah. He's like, he starts spitting something off in Spanish to me. And I'm like, I know a little Spanish, but not much. You know, it's poquito. And I'm like, I go, but, two, this isn't fucking cool, you know. And I'm standing outside the vehicle, and he's holding a machine gun to my head. I got my hand in this knife, and they make Chris open his door. And I'm like, I go, Chris, we're about to fucking die here. I get out,
0: I get out. I'm a foot taller than every motherfucker mm-hmm. there.
2: Yeah, I said, we're about to fucking die here. And I said, I'm stabbing this motherfucker in the neck before he kills you guys, because he's going to kill me. And he's like, he's like, kid, just calm down,
0: (laughs) calm down. Calm the fuck down, man. And and he
2: knows I got my hand on this knife.
0: So he walks us, walks us both to the back of the SUV. (laughs)
2: Yeah. And I'm like, I go, Chris, we're going to fucking die. I said, I'm going to stab this guy before he kills us. I go, the other guys are going to kill us. I go, because... Where we were, you could drag our bodies 50 feet from the road. Nobody would find us. Nobody would ever know what happened to us. And they wouldn't even have to bury us or anything. They'd just fucking drag them there. We'd, you know, everything would be gone. The
0: buzzards and coyotes would have got us. So, this is what he, what are you thinking in this situation? I'm Chris? thinking, Jesus Christ. You're going to die. I'm going to die. Yeah. If, if anything, not because these guys are just going to kill us, the kid's going to piss them off. I couldn't <laughs> nail the pin in my asshole with a sledgehammer. And, and Jared Steele still sitting in a truck, like Jesus Christ.
2: His asshole was so fucking tight, and and he had his hands over his face because he knew he was going to die. But two's like, just be cool, just be cool. I go, fuck you, you fucking Mexican. And then, and, pardon my French to Mexicans. Yeah. But I, I was about to die. Yeah, yeah. I go, you better fucking say something to these guys, and he wouldn't say a fucking word to them. So
0: here's the deal: they, they, they see the bags in the back. Yeah. They don't know what we might be carrying. Yeah, they, we might be smoking. Uh, yeah, I'm in a Hawaiian shirt and yeah. shorts, and so is he. Yeah, I dressed for a Jimmy yeah, Buffett concert. Right. It's not. They, a good they're dress.
2: thinking we're drug dealers with cash. Mm-hmm. So. They walk me and Chris to the back, and I'm like, Chris, we're going to fucking die here. Nobody's ever going to find us. He's like, here's Kit, just be cool, just be cool. I go, how can I be fucking cool? I'm about to fucking die. I go, I'm stabbing this motherfucker in the net. <laughs> so and they the guy, open the back of the SUV. Yeah, he's going, open, open. So I go, but two, open, you know, hit the button, open the fucking back of the SUV. Well, my bag is on top. So... And there's like four bags there. There's mine, Chris's, Jared Steele's. But two. And he goes, open. So I unzip my bag, and I open it up, and my wrestling boots are right on top. And he looks at my wrestling boots, and he looks at me, and he looks at Chris, and he goes, luchadors?
0: (laughs) 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 And I I go, see, 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 luchadors.
2: Yeah, luchadors, yeah. Well, they knew about the show we were going to that night.
1: Yeah.
2: And we had to give them an autograph picture, and they
1: fucking cool. let us <laughs> go. That's unbelievable.
2: Dude, I was about to stab this guy in the neck. I thought that was it, man.
0: How do you feel after that when they want an autograph picture? fucking, I'm shitting my pants the rest of the trip, man. I'm just. Oh, my
2: asshole was so tight, I couldn't have shit a fucking turd for three days. I was like, God damn. Wait.
0: Was that was that the, was that the trip that we ended up having to wrestle in the rain?
2: I think so. And you took the bump on the marble slab <laughs> so we and go, broke ooh. it.
0: So, so we go. Oh. So we go to the. Uh, so we go to the, to the show. That might have been our first trip. I can't remember. I think it was our second one. So we go to. Uh, I don't think you guys care about the. rain. the
2: first one was where he went. I fucked a hotel.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we'll tell that story in a minute. Um, so we go to the, to the, we, we go and we wrestle the first night and, uh, it's, man, it's, I mean, it's huge. They've got 30,000 people
2: there. Yeah. It's at this carnival mm-hmm. and right by us Standing is a room only hooters it's, stage display thing, you know, with the girls. So everybody's right there already and having dance
0: contests. I mean, no, oh, did you enter? <laughs> we
2: don't even go on till 1 o'clock in the morning. I didn't have
0: these oh, well. socks at the You back. didn't have those socks?
2: <laughs> oh, that was because we were going to take this trip. Yeah. Okay, just to change it up a little bit. And we, we had canceled our XCW deal mm-hmm. because we were going to take this trip. And Jose Lothario set it up for us. Well, then Jose calls... Right at like 6 p.m. and goes, um, we're not doing it. So I look at Chris he and I go, something to do with the money. Yeah. So I go, let me call XCW. Maybe we can go there tonight. So they go, yeah, come on. So we go and we wrestle for XCW. We get done. We go back to my house. My wife is out of town for a couple days. So uh, me and Chris jump in the pool and then we go to the bar so we're at the bar and I get this phone call that says out of country and it's this 13 year old kid going, I'm calling for my dad. He's the mayor of Torreon and we want you to come down here and fuck Jose Lothario. You know, we're like, okay, so what do we do? I mean, I left Chris in the bar and I went outside to take this call and the kid says, uh, we need you to go to San Antonio. You need to be there by 7 a.m., and you're going to meet this guy at 7:11. <laughs> so,
0: I know how you guys went. So, that Kit, so sound Kit comes shady back in the barn. He goes, Man, "I just got this call from this kid in Mexico, and he wants us to come to San Antonio and meet his guy, so he can take us the rest of the way." Do you? What do you? What do you want to do? We sat there and had a couple more drinks to figure out what we wanted to do. Did we want to go at I don't know. It was probably midnight.
2: No, it was... Well, we get back to my house. It was about midnight. And, you know, we've been at the bar. And uh, Chris goes, I don't have any clothes or my gear's all sweaty and everything else. I go, let's jump in the pool again. So, we jump in the pool for about 20 minutes, kind of douche ourselves. And we hop in my Ford Escort.
0: (laughs) It's my Ford Escort.
2: Because... It's 1 o'clock in the morning by now, and we got to be in San Antonio by 7 a.m. Yeah. At a 7-Eleven. And he goes, kid, I'm not sure I'm liking this deal. And I go, well, they said they're going to pay us good. He's like, well, how much? I go, fuck, I don't know. I mean, what is good in Mexico? <laughs> <laughs> he
0: goes, well, you've been there. I haven't. And I'm like. But, you know, in the wrestling business, just like in the comedy business, once again, sometimes it's not about the money. Sometimes it's about the adventure.
1: OK, you right? say that, but I would never meet somebody in San Antonio at a 7-Eleven to go do well, a show. Well, you
0: know what? I would never
1: fucking do <laughs> Here, that. Here's the yeah, deal.
0: you've been in the business for 15 years. No, i You know what it.
1: I'd do? It. <laughs> I'd send a fucking open mic.
0: i mean, I'm like, no, you really like. <laughs> you call me. Here's the deal.
2: We didn't have nothing to do at the time. My wife was out of town for a couple of days, so we're like, we're we're fucking free and clear. Whether we stay home or go to Mexico. It's a Friday
0: night, we got to be in San Antonio at 7 a.m. Yeah. on Saturday morning.
2: Yeah, so like, seemed like a good idea at the time. That
0: was that was our slogan.
2: And we're yeah, like, yeah. hey, it's going to be an adventure. So we hop in the Ford Escort. We Take should- off
0: to San Antonio.
2: We shoot down to San Antonio, and we get at Seven Eleven right at seven o'clock. And...
1: How did it take y'all six hours? to well, get Well, you got to
0: remember, like it's now, like we we get the phone call at midnight, yeah, and we go back to kid's house. We get it. We take a swim, uh, kind of douche yeah, off a little bit, and try and get up. our yeah. you know throw our shit in the dryer. To try and dry it off so we can, you know, we don't have, you know, So you all left about three or four Yeah, about though 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Well Chris was
2: driving, he was doing between ninety and a hundred in this escort I had. Had a spoiler on it, so it was really fast.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All four cylinders. Yeah.
2: But uh he goes, I got a rabbit. He goes, I'm just gonna follow them. They're doing ninety five or a hundred and he goes, as long as I'm behind behind them, they won't get me first. Yeah. So we go down there and we meet this guy. It's like, uh, uh, you know.
0: Yeah, we're in. We're in. He's like, you know, <coughs> it's like a, uh, like a church bus. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So yeah, yeah. Picking us up and a couple other wrestlers to, to, to.
1: Were there any wrestlers that you guys knew that showed up? Not, not, on, not that on that one. one. Not on that one. No. No.
2: So he takes us back to his house and he goes, "We're gonna get my truck." And I said, "Dude, I gotta take a shit." And uh I left a fucking two footer in his toilet because <laughs> I had to shit so bad.
0: So, so we, so we head down there for this trip. We get there to wrestle, and it's torrentially fucking raining.
2: Yeah, yeah. We don't go on till one in the morning. The carnival is twenty-four hours a day for seven days. And
0: I'm talking like That's these crazy people, these people. It's like they never go. They these people at the time. During this carnival, they never fucking go to sleep. I mean, people dragging their kids around this carnival at kids two, three just in the morning out. just fucking just passing yeah, out. Yeah, and like shit. Disney World passed no out shit. when it's
1: time to leave. Yeah. and
0: uh, But it's just, it's like the biggest party you'll ever see. Yeah. Like it's, oh, it was it's great. It's the big deal. It's like, uh, like carnival, you know.
1: But Jose Lothario told y'all not to do it.
0: Well, I think it had to do with his money.
2: Yeah, that had to do with his money and his his, his son was wrestling. (laughs) His son was wrestling at the time, and I don't think he wanted his son to experience anything negative. You know.
0: Mm. So we get there and we go on at one in the morning, and we're the main event. Okay. So it's us against two of their Mexican wrestlers, and we're like, surely they're not going to make us fucking wrestle in this torrential downpour. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we're going on. I mean, it's literally thunder and lightning and it's a
2: vinyl mat. So with water on it, it's slippery as shit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could take two steps and slide all the way across right out of the ring to
0: the ground. We did it several times. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I got hit in the head With a 48 ounce beer Remember they had 48 yeah. ounce beers
0: These Jeez. cups Yeah That were like huge But it was raining We didn't give a shit yeah. Will, We were healing it too bro Oh They were booing us And oh
2: Oh yeah And he Throwing rocks at us And they throw pesos at you
0: Yeah And when one of them Pesos hit you in the head That fucking hurts yeah. So we uh We do the match Uh I don't know. It was who was it? Who did we wrestle that night? One of them was Black Jet, right? And I don't remember the other guy. I think it was a mass wrestler, Blue Demon, or maybe. Oh yeah, Blue Demon Junior. Yes. So all right, so we get their guys over, right? But the the crowd is fucking hot. Like we have we have beat the shit out of these guys Mm -hmm. and then put them over. And they are throwing beers on us and yelling at us and throwing cups at pesos us, pesos and rocks, and so we're trying to get from the ring now to the dressing room. Well, everything in Mexico is tiled. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> so we get to the entrance of the to the to the dressing room. Yeah, it's got these two little steps and they're marble. Yeah. And Kit goes, get steps up on the marble and goes to open the door, and I run right behind him and get in the second step and step on the top step, and my feet go out from under me and I take a fucking huge bump on this fucking. This and he broke top. the
2: marble step
0: like that, like like a table.
2: I'm like Chris, you okay? And he goes, Yeah. So we get in the entrance way of where we're going, and the promoter's standing there and he goes, I'll pay you extra if you go back out.
0: Soaking um, wet. We are soaking wet. Yeah,
2: and he was going to send all his guys out to beat the shit out of us because we were beating the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. You know, and They had like six guys out there. We were beating the shit out of them, the two of us. He goes, I'll pay you extra if you go back out. And I go, it's got to be 50 apiece for two minutes. And he goes, okay. So we go back out, and he sends
0: like eight more guys, and they jump on Chris. Uh- Kit's got the f- baseball bat, and he's swinging it like a chain around his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just you know, to keep so these going. guys
2: don't want to come near me, and all these
0: guys jump on
2: Chris. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I need to go help Chris. I'm getting ready to come with my bat, and all of a sudden I see this fucking fist pop out of the top. And it's going, bow, bow, bow. <laughs> and these guys are dropping. Chris is nailing him. I'm like... Oh, we're in a world of shit. <laughs> and it just, like, explodes, and they all fall down. I go, Chris, we need to get the fuck out of here. And he goes, this is fucking crazy, kid. I've never done anything like this. You know, let's fucking go, and it's pouring rain. Were you
0: legitimately just knocking people oh, out I was man? fucking just, I was fear-fighting at that point. Yeah. Yeah, so, you
2: know? And, like, we didn't know they were going to do that. And I'm like, oh, so we get in the back... All these guys come back in and they're like, they're all so happy and they're shaking our hands and they're trying to get pictures with us and they start buying our pictures. The fucking other wrestlers, remember? Yeah. I'm like, okay. We have promo
0: pictures. Yeah. yeah. Team Extreme Pictures. We you were know, signing they, pictures for
2: them. They saw him in my suitcase. I'm so like, they
1: weren't mad at were No at man, you. they were
2: happy we were there. Man, crowd
1: hated you. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's the whole point. Yeah.
2: Nobody said nothing like you potatoed me or anything.
1: Or you disrespected
0: <laughs> your uh, opponent. No, yeah, yeah. It's not rocking on.
2: The promoter was fucking happy. You know, he gave us I don't know about one hundred and fifty extra instead of oh, the fifty because nice. remember he pulled us over on the way back and said, "Here, I am going to give you a bonus," and uh, I was like,
1: "Cool."
0: <laughs> yeah, you know it's it's I mean, you probably experienced it uh with the, the with the comedy business.
1: No, no promoter's ever given me a, a bonus at all. <laughs> there ain't many I'll let to you, do. I'll let you get a side with your burger. That's about as the, <laughs> that's about the biggest thing I Oh, made.
2: did you want fries?
1: Oh, you
0: want fries? Okay. You know, I guess you, had you had can get set. fries. <laughs> you had a good set. Give him uh, some of those cheese fries. Listen, we had good times and bad times, but you know, uh,
2: Yeah, I mean, we we lived to make the show, which I didn't think we were going to, because, dude, I was this close from stabbing that guy in the neck holding a machine gun at my head.
1: Isn't there also, like, another story where you actually did get stabbed at XCW? Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: at uh, XCW. We're wrestling. uh, uh, We had a pretty big angle going with uh, at the time with uh, uh, this guy named uh, Drunk Adam. And uh, Scott, Scott Phoenix. Phoenix. And so XCW I, was a Denton promotion, yeah, that was based in Denton, and it was out of a, like a little storefront with a warehouse.
2: But it caught on with the college kids, did, and the yeah. co-
0: and the that was their
2: Friday night warm up because you could drink beer there. It, mm-hmm. Well,
0: it was BYOB because they didn't have a liquor license.
1: I'm familiar because I've had I have friends that actually went to those old X C W shows, and you invited me to the reunion show. Right, right, So I got to see Drunk Adam and pretty much all, 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 all Phoenix, whatever yeah, his name yeah, is. All the
0: all the old X C W, all the old X C W. Those were great times, yeah, man. We had, we had we had a lot of good times in the business, so we were, we had a pretty big angle going with them. And we were doing a um like a falls count anywhere no I, I had a
2: singles match with drunk Adam, and if drunk Adam beat me, then we had to take him on in a cage match the next night that's what it was okay in at the bar in Denton outdoors, okay they had a big show plan, so the deal was, and I didn't tell Adam I was going to put him over. I told him I was going to beat him because we were playing a rib on him so Chris would always drink beer before he went out. But Chris came out, like, ringside with me. So I got to wrestle drunk at him, and he's thinking I'm going to beat him. And there was this one fan that always sat in the front row in the same darn seat. And for, like, six or eight weeks, if I got out of the ring, that dude would just give me so much shit. And I was getting a little bit angry, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that night... I'm in the ring with Adam. I, I'm gonna let him win so we can do the show the next night. And but he doesn't know it. And this fan is just griping on me. Remember how bad he was? And he'd be like, ur, 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 you know, and
1: telling me He's I'm doing a- Tim Allen home improvement. Noises. Oh, it's worse.
2: <laughs> telling me I'm a pussy and he'd whoop my ass and oh, all this okay. shit. About halfway through the match with Adam I jump out of the ring I've had it with this guy And I said alright motherfucker If you're so fucking tough Get in the ring with me Because I can't touch him outside the ring Yeah. yeah but yeah. if he gets, in the, gets ring, in the
1: ring It's a fair yeah, game Yeah.
2: He won't get in the ring All of a sudden his whole attitude changes Oh well no I, I didn't mean it I go dude you've been razzing me for 8 fucking weeks I go Telling me you're going to whoop my ass And now you're going to fucking pussy out and I look at the crowd, and I go, they can hear what's going on. And I make the pussy sign with my fingers, and I go, he's a big fucking pussy. He don't want none of this. And I turned around to show the rest of the crowd, and the motherfucker pulled a penknife out of his pocket and stabbed me in the fucking back.
0: Not a, it was not, wasn't a penknife. It was like a exacto knife. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I meant. Yeah. That's yeah. what a penknife is. Show him the scar. Oh, geez, There's a Okay. I, I don't remember which side it's on. I think it's on that side. Where? No, turn around. Oh, can, can oh right there. Right there. Oh, I see it. See oh, it? what? Like just stuck it into him. Ah.
1: Oh. Yeah, so. So he pinned you, so he went over.
0: <laughs> so he stabs me in and the he, back. The kid doesn't even really
1: feel it.
2: I, I didn't even really feel well, it. Oh, yeah.
1: No, it's a short. Yeah, it's you know. a... I mean, it's, sli- it's like a scalpel. You, it's yeah, yeah, very yeah. fine. A small blade.
2: I turn around, and I hit him in the face as hard as I can. Yeah. Because I knew he did something to me. And knocked him out cold. Pops came over <laughs> and, and dragged him out of the How arena. How this
1: guy? Uh, uh, He's a college kid. Yeah, college kid. Okay.
2: So, Pops comes over. He drags him out of the arena. They call the police. And I'm in the ring with Adam. And uh, that was when Donnie was our manager. that,
0: finished, uh, finished the match.
2: I finished the match. And, I, and during the match, I go, Donnie, how bad is that? And he goes, oh, shit, kid, that's bad. And I go, I go, what do you mean, like, bad? Bad, bad? And he goes, yeah, it's bad, bad. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I'm bleeding from my back or my shoulder. I'm like, oh, man. And... I let Adam beat me so we can do the deal the next night. And Adam doesn't even know it. And I just fucking grabbed him and held him on to me. And he's freaking out. Because we told him as soon as we got in the back, I go, hey, motherfucker, what the fuck? You just fucked up the finish. And Chris was right there. And he goes, God damn it, I'm going to knock you out. Adam was <laughs> freaking out. It was funny as shit. It was a big rib, yeah, you know. Yeah. But I'm fucking stabbed in the back and uh
0: so kid goes kid goes man that is how bad is it so you know the show's over the everybody's out of the arena we're in the back getting changed kid goes well how bad is it i go man it's kind of deep but it's not that big so let me tell you know you really probably (coughs) need to put something on it i go let me put a little alcohol on it and he was like no no fuck that fuck that shit fuck that shit i go okay okay let me just take a look at it again, and he turns around, and I got my methyl alcohol, <laughs> right and I just pour the alcohol, he and he goes, the act- ah!
2: "Actually, the alcohol wasn't that bad." And Doctor Ronnie came in, yeah, because we Doctor Ronnie went everywhere with us. Ronnie
0: Camp, I mean, one of my close friends. Yeah,
2: he took care of us. He was a chiropractor, but he knew doctor shit. Anyways, so I go, Doctor Ronnie, what, what do you think? And he goes, "You're going to have to go get stitches." I go i can't get stitches i'm gonna be in a cage match tomorrow night and, and they'll it's get ripped rip the out, out. i go and then it's a waste of money and he goes you got any butterflies and i go i got some new skin dude have you ever had new skin put in a fucking wound no just, just, yeah
0: it's, base, it's basically it's super glue that that yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that
2: alcohol he dumped in there was nothing Compared to that new skin when he put that in my cut.
0: So he puts the new skin on the cut and then butterflies it shut.
2: Jesus Dude, Christ. that new skin? Oh, my God. What
1: happened to the guy who stabbed you?
2: Um, the police came and took him away. Yeah, And uh, they asked me if I wanted to press charges. I said no. Damn. You know, I didn't want to ruin his life. You know, he didn't mean it. I mean, well, he did, but <laughs> he stabbed
1: me. It. He didn't mean it. it. Yeah,
2: He did, yeah, but he got you them know, all riled
1: up. It was kind of our fault. He,
2: he didn't know it was gonna go that far. He yeah, just yeah. thought it was all fun. But I didn't press charges against him, and the state still wanted to. Yeah. And uh, I actually called the state's attorney, and I said, "Look, man, you know, let the guy go." And I don't know what they did to him. I never did find out, but.
0: Well, he never came back to the show. Let's just say that. Yeah, he didn't, I mean, he, I'm sure he was banned from all the C W Yeah, like he CW was. He was banned. banned. So, listen, there was a lot of alcohol being consumed at that B Y O B. No, I get it. Like they, yeah. you know, these college kids, you know, they're not yeah. fucking pro drinkers. In,
2: in, in the dressing room, like you know, Kit and I, mm-hmm. me and Chris, we get to, as soon as we got to the arena, Chris would start drinking beer, and I, I didn't really drink that much before I wrestled because.
0: It didn't work well for me.
2: But uh, Scotty Kong was the booker, and he sat in a gorilla position before you'd go out.
0: Who was one of the awesome Kongs that was in WCW?
2: Okay. Yeah, he was the booker, and he always kept a bottle, I think it was 40 Creek. And the rule was before you go out to the ring, you got to do a shot of 40 Creek, shot of whiskey. So I did two, and some guys didn't want to do any, and he goes, You don't do one, you don't go out. I'll get someone else. They're ready right now.
0: Well you gotta remember too, like we did a lot of kinda over the top it's extreme stuff, and so there was a lot of blood let in those shows. So when you when you you take a couple aspirin and you drink a little bit of alcohol, so when you yeah, so when you you, so so when you so when you get color it flows. Yeah, it thins out your blood. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so
2: after that I was like so the next night we got to wrestle them guys in a cage at, at Beans it's Beans Cool at, Beans in Denton
1: I don't, it's yeah. close. is it at, a coffee place no it no
2: was, it's a bar
1: it was a bar
2: but it was outdoors okay and it might be of, called something different the like. weather was perfect oh, it's
0: closed now oh it's closed yeah, it's all those ones that got closed over the last couple of years oh, okay. the weather
2: was perfect and it was a free show so there was because they were having a street fair.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was
2: tons of people there, and uh, that was the first time me and Chris had lost in over a year by pinfall, and uh, you know so it meant something. And was it me that got beat or was it you? I
0: don't think it was me.
2: Yeah, <laughs> so I, I told Adam. I think the guy who gets stabbed should be the one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I told Adam. I got this big bandage on my back. I go. Climb on top of the fucking cage and hit me with a high cross body. He goes, kidding, I don't know if I can do that. I go, get so your fucking ass up row, there. but not on the top, the
0: top of, the of the cage. Yeah,
2: I go, get your fucking ass up there, you can do it, I'll wait for you. So I'm selling my ass off. And uh Adam gets the top of the cage and he finally hits me with a cross body and he gets a one, two, three. Dude, and I swear to God, the entire city of Denton went fucking crazy, and there was fireworks, and I'm like, what the fuck? Scott Phoenix is fucking shitting his pants going, holy fuck, because this had been going on for over a year between us and them.
0: Yeah, we had a big angle going.
2: Yeah. And, you know, everybody knew about it.
0: Yeah. And
2: uh, Team Extreme finally got beat by pinfall, because we didn't care if we lost by DQ. That was nothing. But nobody could pin us. Mm. And when we finally did... Even Scotty Kong was like he goes, "That's one of the greatest fucking things I've ever seen." He goes, "Kit, you did that just right, and I go <laughs> I go, "Yeah, it was a lot of work to get here, yeah, and uh, they gave us a really good payday that night, so I was happy
0: trying to find a Steve to see if we got pictures from that show. I, I got
2: one on the wall over there oh, in the hallway
0: go get it it's on a, It's in a thing oh, it's in a thing <clears throat> Uh, it was it was a, it was quite it was quite the show.
1: Well, he got <laughs> stabbed the night before. I would want to be at the, the night before huh. where he gets he stabbed.
2: You should have been there the night I lit him on fire.
1: Okay. I continue. lit him on fire. Huh? I
0: lit him on fire. I thought I did. Oh, I did. I poured the Y'all shit. Y'all can't him. even remember that. who lit who on fire? Adam Croothets uh that was that was that was during the uh, angle that we had going on with those two guys. And uh, it apparently
1: and, got deeply personal,
0: yeah. And <laughs> <Not> that <laughs> after after that night,
2: XCW took off, and they were after that big cage match we did, they were able to get a new building and everything. I mean, the money just started flowing in. Everybody wanted to be there on Friday night, it was their warm up time before they went out drinking, yeah, at the bar, you know, in, weekend, a, in a college town. Wow, and so I was wrestling Adam, I, th- I think it was me. Wrestling Adam, and beat him, and he was down on the ground. And we had our magical fire sauce in a water bottle. Which a, was Everclear. Mm. I had a big lighter in my, my tights. And uh, I looked down at Adam. I started pouring the Everclear on him, on his chest. I said, Adam, when I pull out my lighter, roll out of the ring and run. And he looks at me and he smiles. The referee, Rick Manning, he goes, okay, kid. And I pour it on him, and I start flicking the lighter. I'm working it. I go, Adam, roll out of the ring and take off running. And he looks at me, and he smiles again. I said, Adam, if you don't run this time, I'm going to burn you.
1: Oh, Jesus. And
2: he looks at me, and he smiles, and Rick Manning goes,
1: What the fuck is this? That's drunk Adam. It's drunk. Yeah, you know you've beaten the shit out of him. That looks like the fan. That looks like the fan that stabbed. <laughs> Kid? Kid. Wow, he drunk he Adam. was
2: smaller than you.
1: Yeah, no, Drunk yeah, Adam's he was physique. tall, though. He's about he's six. Tall. Yeah, he's about six. I older. saw Drunk Adam No, at he that wasn't. Reunion he was thing. like fucking 5'10. Well, thank you for thinking I'm 5'10.
2: Anyways, <laughs> I'm telling Adam, roll out of the ring or I'm going to light you on fire. <laughs> oh, fuck. Anyways, he's smiling at me and I look at Rick Manning. And I go, Rick, I'm going to light him on fire. And Rick was just like, looks at me like a ghost. I take that big lighter, I go down to his chest, and I flick it. Dude in flames just shot from his chest. Oh, Jesus. And he freaked. Well,
1: what and I did go, he expect was going to happen?
2: I go roll, roll, and I'm trying to stomp on him to put out the fire.
1: You Everclear, it it's
0: clear. It's, you know, it's, it burns clean.
1: It burns clean, yeah, but you're still, like, one layer of liquid away from being on fire. <laughs> right.
0: So he rolls out of the ring.
2: He doesn't drop and roll like we want him to, but he
1: rolls out from under the
2: bottom rope, and he takes off running, and he's still on fire. Oh, my God. And he runs out of the arena, and Scott Phoenix, his tag team partner, is just fucking living and freaking out and chases after Adam and he puts him out. So they take Adam to the hospital because he thinks he's burned bad. It was like a fucking sunburn. So they get back from the hospital and we're still there drinking beer Scott Phoenix comes in, and he starts fucking chewing me out. And this is a kid I trained. I said, let me tell you something, motherfucker. I gave that fucker three opportunities to get the fuck out of the ring. If you don't believe me, ask Rick Manning. He goes, oh, that's fucking bullshit. You shouldn't do that to anybody. I go, you know what? We're going to sell out from here on out. Yeah. And we did. And he was still mad at me. I had to call Adam and apologize. I... Night call means like, you need to call Scott Phoenix and apologize. I go, fuck Scott Phoenix. Uh, Although I love him to death, I'm like, I go, Scott Phoenix wasn't in the ring when this happened. Mm -hmm. You know, Rick Manning was there. Rick Manning heard everything. Adam fucking smiled at me. He didn't do what I told him to do. Yeah. And that's the way it went. Well, it turned out to be a great thing.
1: Yeah, because it fueled the rivalry. even more. Yeah,
2: and... These college kids go back to school and they're like, "Oh man, you should have seen that show. They lit a guy on fire, <laughs> legitimately.
0: Yeah, we like literally. That we, guy I saw We get doubled, the, we the, doubled week? the crowd at the arena. The yeah.
2: following week. Oh yeah, and then after that, it was on, and then they were able to get a bigger arena. Yeah,
0: because it was right after that that they moved to the. We couldn't get everybody into the God, other one. What was that? What was that old? Uh, that uh, the second arena X C W used to be like uh, the. Drunken Mule Drunken or Mule or yeah, or yeah 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 the drunken mule That was big it was a big you yeah, know that yeah. huge dance floor When you're
1: everything. setting someone on fire when you're doing that spot you are you you have to it has to be the most nerve-wracking spot that Well there it wasn't
2: is. it wasn't intentional so, Well, no not intentional so, but, but when if you're threatening to, it
0: you yeah. got to go through with it if they're not responding to what you're telling them yeah. but, but Kit and I? it was uh, the, it was kind of part of our gimmick you know cuz when during our you know, entrance we would blow the the fire, yeah. and we used Everclear on purpose because obviously you can you can uh, uh, you can put it in your mouth, yeah, and uh, you know, second of all, uh, you know, it burns real clean, like yeah. it burns immediately, goes up just like it's pure alcohol, it's grain yeah. alcohol. So we had spots, you know, and through the years that Kit and I. Work together that we would actually set, you know, blow the fire and set people on fire. Yeah, but oh, if you yeah. did it from a distance, um, it couldn't catch. Yeah, when you when you put it in your mouth and you blew it onto somebody, as long as they weren't wearing polyester or mm, nylon, yes. So uh, you would blow it and it would just engulf them, but immediately go out. Yeah. So they could sell it and not get hurt. So, but, um,
2: unless but, they had oil on.
0: Yeah. Okay. Tell that story. Oh God. <laughs> so you, we, we need to talk directly into the microphone. Okay. So uh, can,
2: can we take a quick break?
0: Yeah, we'll take a quick break. All right. So, All right. That's so after the, a break.
1: So this next story. Do you want to tell that one or uh, involves get, a child? I'll
0: get it. I'll get it going because you tend to uh, you. Tend to make those these stories better than they really were. So, I'll tell. I'll get it started.
1: Actually,
2: it's the truth. You not, know,
0: well, I know. But
2: I, I mean, I'm not exaggerating.
0: Well, uh, so this we, happened in the sportatorium. So we were in the we were in the sportatorium working for Gary Hart, and
1: uh, which we're just going to change the name of this podcast to the Gary Hart podcast. Well, I mean you know <laughs> that's what we're going to so, do. So uh, we love Gary podcast. So
0: we were uh, we're working we're working at the sportatorium, and Gary had put us together as team extreme and we were getting some heat and uh in fact jimmy was still with us as team extreme at the time
2: oh yeah jimmy james
0: yeah yeah jimmy james uh, uh oakley blevet well, oakley blevet i love jimmy to death. call out to jimmy blevet so uh so we're at the sportatorium and uh gary was running some pretty good shows at the time like uh we were uh for 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 the last run of the sport, I'm like really when the, when the Von Ericks had all their troubles and, uh, the USWA came in, Jerry Jarrett ran the sport for a long time and USWA Burned it and down. then, and then basically, uh, you know, it really hurt the industry. The tour ter- territories were closing down, you know, yeah. Dan. I mean, this, is, was, the, uh, this was kind of the, the beginning, beginning of the, the end of yeah. the territories. And uh, so it kind of had killed the uh, the wrestling business here in Dallas uh, quite a bit. Yeah, the mystique. And, mm-hmm. and so, uh, you know, when, when I first got in the business, when – of uh, the sportatorium was running, and it was so hot. Literally, they were having sold-out shows in the sportatorium. You know, with main events like Kerry Von Erich versus Jerry Lawler, and then things like that. So, it, it, we were on a downswing, and we were we were really killing ourselves to keep the wrestling business alive in, in Dallas. And you knew you heard. Uh, you heard James Beard talk about mm-hmm. you know we were kind of the generation, the lost generation of when the territories died, and we had a tough time finding places to work. So Gary had reopened the sportatorium, and was we were getting some pretty good crowds, thousand people, nine hundred people, you know, for some of our big shows. And so Gary had this idea that the week before during the show he would have a wrestle fest, okay. So he would have guys come in that were not big names in the business or were trying to get in the business that couldn't uh, you know break into the business nobody wanted to give them a break or nobody wanted to give them a chance to wrestle yeah, and they business all was shitter, the business were shit it was the like business, a showcase Yeah basically. so yeah basically you know it's like it's you know And he made them pay So he made these guys put in an entry fee and they all signed releases and he let them – he put small matches together. And we got a few pretty good, decent guys out of there. Hot Stuff Hernandez, Hot stuff Hernandez came out of that. came out of that and a couple other guys. And uh, But he would put ringers in like uh, – like uh, Kong. Big Kong, like – but without him, a mask, without and he call him Without Dewey. his gimmick, he would come in like, you know, as, as a... Dewey? He was Mr. Pissed Off, remember? Oh, is that what it was? <laughs> yeah, he would. He was a security guard at the time, so he would come in in a security guard uniform and just take his uh, huge flashlight and just knock the shit out of everybody. <laughs> so he had a ringer in the, the WrestleFest so that, you know, these young guys were going to, you know, they would get in with a big name, not knowing it was a big name. So And we, we were wrestling the main events at the time. We were wrestling, you know, uh, it would be Kit and I, or me against Action Jackson for the uh, Brass Knuckles title, or it would be me and Kit against uh, Chad Hart and, and Action Jackson, or Kit would wrestle uh, Chad Hart for the main event, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it helped having, you know, Gary as the, the, one of the, the best minds in the business, putting the shows together, it made it interesting. So we had all these guys that would come and, you know, we weren't letting them dress in the dressing room, but, you know, we would, they would, would, you know, put them in a broom closet or whatever to get dressed. And then they would go out and do their matches. And then we would do the semi-main event or the main event. And uh, so these guys got a break. Well, the following week, we were doing the main event against Chad, Chad and AJ, right? I think so. And it was That was were, when I almost threw up. Yeah, it was it was it was it was, <laughs> it, was it was intermission and there were two guys that were from the WrestleFest the week before they were in the audience and they in the were, front row. And they were they, they, they were there to try and get a break and make a name for themselves. Okay. And they
2: would give me and Chris so much shit.
0: And so these two guys during the intermission went to Gary and said, Give us Team Extreme. These two guys that were basically they jabronis in the, the business—they're yeah. yeah. like, give us Team Extreme. Gary comes to us during the intermission. And he goes, "We're going to go out before the any other matches go in, and these guys want to come in the ring and wrestle you guys." Well, they wanted to challenge us. So, I said, well, Gary, we're like, Gary, what do you want us to do? Like, well, we're like these, we like, these—we don't know these kids can work. I mean, we're going to have to go in there and shoot with these guys if we're, you know, because we were—we had to keep a reputation going as the main eventers for the sportatorium at the time. And so we couldn't let two guys come in and get over on us. We were gonna have to hook them or beat the crap out of them to to keep our name going and to teach (laughs) these kids a lesson that they were, you know, they wanted to get in the ring with the main event guys from the sportatorium. So go ahead. So,
2: yeah. They're challenging us from yeah. the floor. Me and Chris are standing in the ring, and they're like, "We're gonna kick your ass." And I'm like, "All right, come on." You know, I said, "Chris, are you ready?" And he so,
0: goes, "Yeah." Remember the rules. And they're outside of the ring. We can't touch them. Yeah. They crawl they get inside of them. the ring. We're gonna it's touch. It's their and, fair game. And we we're going on the microphone. We're like, "Hey, listen, you." fucking pieces of shit. If you want to come in here, come on, let's go. But just know what's what you're going to get when you crawl through this rope.
2: Yeah, it so said wrestling ain't fake like you think it is. Yeah, yeah. So they're both getting ready to come in the ring and the one guy goes, I'm not
0: going to do it. one kid gets smart. Mm. He's like, no, I'm not getting it. How, how old were these guys? I don't know, probably mid-20s? Uh, early 20s, kids, yeah. yeah Kits, uh, I'm probably... I'm probably 30 years old. Kit's, you know, uh, 39. No, I wasn't that old yet. 35. Nine years older than me. So, Well, I might have been in my late 20s. So anyway, he was in his late 30s. I was in my late 20s. And so so this one kid decides he's going to – Now, at the point, it's Kit, me, and Jimmy James in the ring to square off against these two guys. One of them gets smart and backs down.
2: And we told Jimmy, jump out of the ring. We
0: we're like, listen, this kid wants to get in the ring. We're like, come on. We start to square off him. I'm like, let's go. Come on, get in. And the guy and the kid points through the ropes, points at Kit and goes, No, I want the little guy. And, so that he, the and wrong he goes the fucking I, thing to say. And I don't
2: want no interference. And Chris goes, You just fucked up
0: <laughs> So I, so Jimmy and Jimmy James and I, we just back off in the corner. So the kid gets so they, his,
2: actually you guys got out of the ring. So the kid gets his head through the ropes. And I booted that motherfucker so fucking
0: hard and. Pulls him into the ring the rest of the way. And in 15 seconds it was over and he was hurt bad. So bad. Kit just basically grabs him, takes him down into a shooter move, crawls on top of him and just starts wailing on him. Bam. On his face. Bam, bam, bam. bam. And I break right. his. I break,
2: I break his. No, they're shocked. <laughs> oh. I break his eye socket.
1: Oh,
0: Jesus.
2: So, he's like, I'm done, I'm done. I quit, I quit. I, and so, I get up off him. Chris comes in. As I get off him, and Chris drops a fucking elbow right on his nose and broke Chris. his nose. And then Jimmy James is like, I go, Jimmy, don't even bother.
1: Yeah. Chris, what the hell is Well, there's this you? guy in the
0: front row. The kid gets up. Jimmy James gives him a fucking super kick.
2: Yeah. And there's this guy in the front row, and he's a county sheriff.
0: or a deputy you know Yeah. yeah, yeah. and he's like he's our security like we've hired no he wasn't
2: security he was a fan and he goes that's fucking bullshit he goes I know wrestling's fake I go who fucking told you wrestling was fake and this motherfucker challenged me I go you think I'm gonna let him beat my ass he goes I should take you guys to jail I'm like fuck you we'll beat the fuck out of you too just step in the ring and he didn't want to so, this guy's laying there, and now he's he's bleeding bad. He's got a broken eye socket. His nose is broke. I don't know what Jimmy James did to him. It broke his cheekbone or something. The guy had to have, Super like... Super
1: kick party. Listen he had that. to have
2: two reconstructive surgeries.
1: Jesus. And... He does not watch wrestling anymore.
0: But what it did, and, and listen, we felt bad about it after the fact, but... We had orders from the boss to do what we had to do to keep our reputation the way it was. You know what I'm saying?
1: Why couldn't the solution have been just to ignore the guys, continue on with the show? They
2: went to Gary. We didn't say anything uh, to him. Yeah. They went to Gary and said, We want to sign a release. We're going to beat these no, two they guys as ass. I the mean, week
1: I before. get it. I don't know why Gary, though, is just like, Yes, this needs to happen. Yes, like I, well, that I feel was a, like that was
0: a wrestling business in the nineties. Yeah. You
2: gotta remember Gary was the smartest guy in a fucking business and one of the top fucking bookers of all the major promotions at one time or another. Yeah. Gary's gonna protect the business and Gary knew me and Chris could protect the business yeah and we did and he never he never forgave us for that or I
0: mean I don't mean that in a bad way (laughs) how badly did you (laughs) he never forgot what we did yeah yeah he
2: he never forgot what we did to protect the business and he knew he was safe with us remember
0: at the time if you got into a bar fight after a show you better win true if you didn't you were out on your, your ass. Yeah, so you your weren't selling career. tickets next week. Mm-hmm.
2: So we hurt this guy pretty bad. And about six weeks later, Gary goes, hey, I'm getting sued by that guy. You guys fucked up. Oh, Gary, you got the release for him? And he goes, yep. And that's what's protecting me. He goes, the guy signed a release, him and his partner. He was his partner chose not to get in there. There's nothing he can do. So we
0: never knew what happened. And he
2: climbed in the ring with me.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he said, "I want that guy." Yeah, yeah. Specifically chose that so. guy.
1: Nah, specifically chose. Chris Kit. is like,
0: "Yeah, you just made a big mistake." <laughs> <laughs> the last one. Listen, I would have probably gave the guy a break.
1: Oh, you did. You broke his nose.
0: Well, uh, well so that's like, after I was done with him, took I love me Fifteen Kit, seconds. I love how
1: Kit's taking taking other. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, he got yeah, him after. Yeah, yeah, it's all, all my fault. It's all, it's all Kit.
0: <laughs> i loose i loosened the jar on the pickles yeah
2: for you. yeah well jimmy broke his jaw
0: i don't know if he did or not you broke his nose Any, anyway i and broke and his eyesight god bless the kid but uh, unfortunately <laughs> listen that was the business back then
1: Dan. no i i understand i get it like that shouldn't have been talking that kid should have been talking they shouldn't have been talking shit they should have been we were
0: on the way up we had to make it we we had to keep the name going and
1: you know, they were wannabe wrestlers, and they're pretty much doing the equivalent of heckling another wrestler. Exactly. You know? Yeah, and,
2: and actually, that made our attendance go up, too, because people were like, this ain't no bullshit. Yeah, they'll...
1: These guys are for real. <laughs> they'll, you know? they'll kill audience. Because the
2: word got around how hurt that guy was. Yeah. You know, and they're like... Man, you know, these guys are doing it every week. This guy steps in for fucking less than a
0: minute. Well, it gave us a reputation of kind of, sort of, being badasses, too. Mm-hmm. And and listen, the guy was, he wasn't a world-class athlete, but he was in pretty goddamn fucking good shape. Yeah. And he had performed at the WrestleFest the following week, the week before. Yeah, and
2: he was younger than us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was,
0: yeah, he was in his, you know, mid-20s. He had a chance. Y- yeah. <laughs> he had a chance to say no, thank I you. I mean,
2: if, if his buddy would have stuck with him, we'd have made a match out of
0: it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It We'd have embarrassed have him. It. Yeah. But when
2: his buddy backed out and he said, I want him, Chris told me he goes, oh, you just fucked up. I'm like, that's my cue to end this motherfucker before it starts. Mm-hmm.
0: And I did. And and then I they, don't know that I would have handled it. As quickly as Kit would have, yeah. So it's probably a good thing. What that, would you have done? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, don't know. I'll pro- I'll I mean, go. I thought about working it, but I wasn't going to give that guy a chance for a lucky shot. No, I was. I would. I would have definitely laid into him, but it it happened so fast with Kit because of Kit's you know, a uh, shooter background. Yeah. The kid really didn't have, a I mean, chance. he is a
1: North Korean fighting champion. <laughs>
0: That's right. <laughs> yeah.
2: This was probably, Bruce Lee champion. Bruce so this, Lee champion. Was,
0: <laughs> this was probably, God, this must've been six years after you'd been in Korea. Six years. after. Oh yeah. 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 So, and then, uh, and then as the sportatorium started to close down, um, you know, uh, the the crowds died a little bit, and, you know, we, it gave us the chance to uh, continue and be the first choice for NWA Southwest, yeah. and when the NWA took off, and uh, it gave us the reputation to be legitimate, you know, threats for any titles that were going to become to,
2: to come up. The, the NWA put me and Chris in a letter match against each other. And Chris oh. Chris bumped me on that ladder so hard, my back hurt for three weeks, and I was like, "I'm not wrestling that motherfucker
0: again." When Kit and I worked, <laughs> when Kit and I wrestled each other, we literally beat the shit out of each other. It was a
2: shoot, and
0: it was the same thing with Jimmy James. When me and Jimmy James first met, we did not like each other. Oh, which which brings the uh, the the uh, the story up in the NWA, you and Jimmy James in the hardcore match where you're. Uh, A tooth went through your lip. It came through my mustache. Oh. So tell that story. Oh,
2: God. And uh, I actually have a video
1: of it somewhere. So, because that's a memory you want to, that is a memory you want to cherish and keep forever.
0: Well, (laughs) it put me out for three weeks. Well, you got to remember, like, those, these stories are all great. Now, yeah, but at the time, you know, listen, it, it was the business. Yeah, yeah no, it was serious. Business. Like what, if you what? didn't, if you if you couldn't step up to a challenge like that, and then you didn't need to be in the wrestling. Well,
1: were there any any of these stories though? Did any of these stories give you heat to where you couldn't work at a particular company? Like they had heard
2: Sometimes, about this incident. And... There was one. Chris got one. Oh, Ooh, that was bad.
1: Are you going to tell, Go tell it? Tell it? Tell it? So, And then we'll do the two. We we again.
2: used to work in Mineral Wells every month. B.A. Dalton loved us. He just passed away, yeah. Yeah, he just passed away a couple months ago. Love that guy, man. What a great promoter. One of the few promoters that would give us bonuses when things
0: went well. And he would pack the arena. We worked in a, uh like a livestock arena. And so he, he would have... No, it was a rodeo arena. Yeah, rodeo arena. And so he would sometimes literally have crowds that were bigger than we would wrestle in an, at the sportatorium. Okay. Oh yeah.
2: It was great. Hang on.
0: Scratches kids having back. to take, take a break. Kids back. kind of scratches back like a goddamn bear. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh, so the the mineral well, the mineral wells, so B.A. Dolphs promotion. Up. The the promotion was called TOPS, wasn't it? Yeah,
2: Texas Outlaw Promotions. Outlaw Promotions. So we've been building up to this match,
0: which was a six man tag. Now once again, this is this was kitten eyes team extreme wrestling, and we had the. We were in the main event in the majority of these shows, and Gary was traveling with us. Yeah, and we were wrestling. Chad, we had big angles against Chad Hart and and somehow you fucked up. So let's hear he <laughs> let's hear how well, Chris fucked
2: so, up. So so we're building up this big deal. We took like six months to build up to this show. This angle because he only ran once a month. So. It was Jimmy James, Chad Hart, and somebody else. Against? Me and Chris and and a a mystery mystery partner.
0: partner. Oh. So the biggest draw at this uh, promotion was B.A. Dalton, who was the promoter, and he was a local guy, and that's the reason he could be And he
2: was a big guy. Mm.
0: Yeah, he was about probably 275. Oh, no, he was more than that. He was like 330. So he was a big guy. Yeah, he's a big dude. And we had, uh, we were still. It was, it was at the beginning of what we were doing for uh, uh, NWA Southwest, and so we kind of brought the angles that we were doing on TV for the NWA Southwest to Mineral Wells once a month, and he would draw pretty large crowds okay. yeah it was great loved
2: working
1: at Mineral Wells
0: and Chris fucked it up so let's <laughs> well Dan it, it wasn't up.
2: it wasn't
1: Chris's fault uh, well I don't so, like I want a story like that I want something where Chris fucked everything <laughs> so up so we're going into this big six That's man people don't like you we're going point. into this yeah, big six okay. man
2: tag B.A. Dalton's the big baby face yeah in the promotion and then there's Chad Hart and Jimmy James they're all right there all three of them are all on top so we we make a six man uh, thing the month before. Me and Chris go. We got a mystery partner, and I, I forget who Chad and Jimmy had. They had somebody.
1: Yeah, I can't
0: remember who they were wrestling with.
1: But it was y'all's mystery partner Sting? By any time. <laughs> no,
2: no.
0: Uh,
1: usually ninety percent. Dan's of the time, a big Sting mark. But 90
0: percent oh. of the time, it's usually
1: Sting. Go ahead.
2: So, anyways, so comes time for the show. And the main event comes up, and everybody's curious to see who our mystery partner is, and this big fucking limousine they, pulls in. They
0: drive us into the arena in a limousine. Okay, Yeah, because this
2: arena is huge. It's half concrete and it's half dirt because it's rodeo yeah. arena. So this limousine takes a lap around the arena, and it pulls right up to the ring, and our mystery partner is B.A. Dalton, the biggest baby face there so
0: we we get out of the we get out we we get out of the limo we do our
2: entrance. no he got out we, we were already yeah, but, in the ring yeah but
0: remember we had him. we had his face covered up with a towel oh but remember he okay. got out of the arena we we all we all do our entrance and and we've got this mystery part this huge monstrous guy and he's, but we got his head covered up with a towel, and he walks to the ring with us, and we get into the ring in front of everybody, and we get on the microphone, and we go, "Does everybody want to see who our mystery partner is?" And they're like, Boo you know. Yeah, like so, fuck you. And we pull the towel off, and it's the biggest baby face, the, and it's B. A. Dalton. So the crowd goes nuts. Oh, and oh, they just—they freak out. They're pissed. they their biggest baby face. The promoter is aligned with the, the, the guy heels. who. Yeah, we have. We have gotten the biggest baby face to turn on this entire crowd who loves him
2: oh yeah he could do no wrong so except team with you guys apparently
0: apparently we
2: start the match and i don't know if we were five or ten minutes into it and and i don't know what happened with here was the gimmick
0: gimmick was it happened with him the gimmick was that we were going to bring ba in and at the right point during the match when we were about to beat these babyfaces BA was going to turn on us and we were going to lose the match and that would get a big pop and everybody would go crazy but these people were so insanely pissed off at us because we had turned their biggest babyface yeah to a heel and he had teamed with the worst scum in the in their wrestling arena yeah so they were like the fans were really really pissed so so the the final gimmick was that I was supposed to go in and grab a grab a chair out of the crowd, fold it up, get back into the the uh, uh, get back in the ring, give it to Ba, and Ba was gonna hit the guy with the, the baby face with the chair, but he would turn on us and hit us both with the chair. So I go to get out of the ring, and this crowd is pissed. I mean, they are pissed, and it's packed.
2: Oh yeah. It was bad. And it was like, um,
0: I can't remember what it was. It was like, it was uh, during, it was like a Memorial Day show or during a big holiday. Whatever it is,
2: when when they tell you when they're training you for wrestling, if you can get them to a near riot, that's what you want. Mm -hmm. But But if they riot, you've
0: gone too far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it went too far. So I go out, I grab the closest folding chair that's empty, and I grab it. And this kid in the front row—that's probably six four and about two hundred and sixty pounds. With
2: three teeth. Yeah,
0: I fold the chair up and go to grab it, and he grabs the chair from me. Now this is a this is a kid in the crowd. This is a fan who's bought yeah, yeah, a ticket yeah. to buy this to, to, to come to the well. In his show. defense,
1: you were taking it too. So
0: the I was pull it. I pulled. I grabbed the chair. He grabbed the chair, and I looked at him in the eye, and I pulled the chair and he wouldn't let it go. And I dropped the chair and I squared off at him. I go, come on, motherfucker. Well, there's a rule in the wrestling business as security that when you are trying to separate somebody in the crowd from a wrestler, you always walk up and you separate the person in the crowd. First.
1: Yeah, you, From the
0: wrestler yeah. and not the wrestler from the crowd, because you put your hands on me and I gotta defend myself. Mm-hmm. So these security guys were about half marks. They were all mark. And mm-hmm. so as as I square off on this kid, this security guy walks up, I'm like, Oh great, a security guy's gonna walk up, separate that guy, and, and I, mean, I can grab, get, the and grab, grab the chair and get on chair, with the finish. Yeah. Right. So well, what he does is walks up, and I'm squaring off against this kid, and this security guard turns to me, because he's half a mark.
1: He doesn't know and, what he's doing. No,
0: and puts his hands on me and pushes me away from the guy. What am I supposed to do? I punch the guy in the chin and knock him out. I fucking hit him. I'm like, come on, man. Because he's, ruining the, finish, he's ruining the finish, Because yeah. yeah. he's ruining the finish, and he's fucking me up. I got, I'm got. i a fucking professional. I, I saw it. It was bad. And... <laughs> And as that happens, this kid's dad stands up, and he's six seven and about 340. The security
1: guy's dad? N- no, the, oh, the, 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 the other mark. kid, the Mark that grabs yeah, the, chair. the chair. His, his dad, dad
0: stands up, and he's about six seven and about three forty. It's a good family. And so it's uh, a good sized family. And and just melee ensues, man. I mean, the riot starts, and there's nothing we can do Jesus. at this at this point. Kit's coming over, B.A.'s looking at him. Now the baby faces are, are about to jump out of the ring and defend me.
2: Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, Jimmy James is like, I'm right there for you. Yeah. This is mineral. He House came up Texas. to me yes. and he says, I got your back, man. Yeah. He goes, Kit, this is out of control. And I'm in the crowd, too. And I'm literally crawling on my hands and knees between people's legs and around chairs, trying to get back to the ring so I don't get fucked up. So By the, the crowd. The crowd has gone
0: crazy. Have, they have gone crazy. And the only way we're going to... we're So gonna, they're
1: throwing shit, I imagine. Yeah, at
0: this point, they're after us. And the only thing that's keeping them back is the guardrails from...
1: The, the, the ring.
0: So the, from the ring, and the only way we're going to the uh, only way we're going to get out of this is to do the finish so the fucking baby faces go over. Yeah. yeah. So as the, all this shit happens, I grab the chair. We get back in the ring and do the finish, but it does not it, it fucking was, calm them down. At it ball, was uneventful because they were so bent turning already. Turning back as the baby babyface. And, it didn't fucking work. Oh, it did not work, bro. bro. <laughs> and there was like literally. <laughs> it was bad. Like the police department was there. Jesus. Like they, like they literally were gonna fucking arrest me. Oh yeah. And like, for what?
1: For clocking that security For clocking guard? the
0: security guard. So
2: when it's finally over, I mean we're fucking cowering down in the dressing room because people are pounding on the fucking door
0: run back like a bunch of fucking scalded dogs to the dressing room
2: so after things calmed down b.a calls me into the office and he goes he goes kit this whole thing went really bad he goes it was a great start but it it ended bad he goes my sponsors came to me and uh I'm going to have to fire Chris. I go, that's fucking bullshit, and you know it. And he goes, kid, I know. I saw the whole thing. He goes, I'm going to have to fire Chris. He goes, so if you want to come back next month, you can. But Chris ain't going to be allowed back. And he goes, I don't know for how long. So I
0: was banned from mineral wells for a year.
2: No, it was two years. It was two
0: years. (laughs) Whatever. Whatever.
2: Because when we came back, remember we beat the shit out of them guys with them fake fucking plastic belts? Yeah. And then Dr. X got mad at us and we were like, fuck you. Look
0: at what this fucking shit has become. So they brought us back. They bring him back. He doesn't have a partner. This is two years later, according to Kit. Yeah. And uh, so he doesn't have a partner, so he's going to pick a partner out of the crowd. It was Chris. Yeah, I had a hoodie on. Nobody knew it was Mm -hmm. me. I didn't have my wrestling gear on. When he got back
2: in the ring, it was just like, I thought we were going to have another riot.
0: Oh, gee, they remembered you? Oh, Oh, they didn't forget.
2: It was the same people every 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 month month. month. in the exact same seats all the time. I used to tell them, I said... When I retire from wrestling, I'm going to become a dentist in Mineral Wells, and I'll take care of all of you. <laughs>
0: say, I'm gonna make a million dollars.
2: I'll make a million dollars. I'll take care of all of you.
1: So spe- speaking of teeth, <laughs> speaking of teeth, I, I think this should be, because we're good. We're good on yeah. time. But this should be the story to close it out on. I want to know how that tooth got through the mustache. Oh,
2: okay. So I'm having a hardcore match with Jimmy James. In okay.
0: The, at NWA Southwest. NWA Southwest. Uh, yeah.
2: So... Even though me and Jimmy were friends, we started out not friends, but every match we had was a fucking shoot. And that was how me and Jimmy wrestled. I I always felt like when I wrestled Jimmy, I was wrestling myself. And he knew how to get over on me, and I knew how to get over on him. So we just let it happen, you know? And so we're having this match, and... Jimmy throws me out of the ring. He hits me over the head with this little like, bathroom or bedroom garbage can made of metal.
1: Yeah.
2: Boom. I go down to the floor, and I'm on my hands and knees, and I wasn't looking, and Jimmy comes down, and he drops an elbow on the back of my head.
0: It's gets on all fours. Ooh. I'm on all fours. Yeah.
2: My face hits the floor. Pop. And oh. my tooth comes through my oh. mustache right here. And there's still a scar there. Can you see it? Yeah, yeah. So it comes through my mustache, and I hit my head, and I got a severe concussion. And Jimmy said, after that point, I went fucking crazy and beat the fuck out of him. That's what he told me.
0: <laughs> well, you are fear fighting at that point. I, I don't know.
2: I, I, you blacked out. You know, out. You know, know how it was ahead. that night. Yeah. So I get in the back, and I'm supposed to do a run-in, remember? And Chris, Chris says to me, "Kid, aren't you supposed to do a run in?" I got up and fucking took off, and it wasn't even time. <laughs> wasn't even
1: the match. <laughs> wasn't even the match. You had a run in. On.
2: Yeah, and I'm like, uh, and, and AJ was like, "What are you doing here?" I go, I'm "Some women's to run match." In. Had he was not in. yet.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I'm like, anyways, my shit's fucking bleeding. I don't know where I am. I don't know what's happening. Gary Hart is there. Chad is there. Here's Kit. We live close to here. Come over to the house and let us clean you up. Because, I mean, I'm bleeding bad. it has got a hole in his upper lip. I got a hole in my fucking lip. Yeah. So, Gary comes in and he shaves off half of my mustache.
0: (laughs) That might have been a little bit of a rib. No, he did, literally. Doesn't
1: seem like you have to shave the mustache. Well, I had a hole in my lip. I mean, but yeah, he could stitch it up still, though. Chris Chris
2: takes a fucking Q-tip and dips it in alcohol, and he's pushing it
1: There's Chris with the pain. Back and forth.
2: And I'm like, oh, dude, I was so fucked up. I didn't feel any pain. Yeah. And I'm like, "Uh, ah. I I didn't even know where I lived at the time because I I had such a bad concussion. So Chris drives me home, and I mean, you know, I'm bleeding from my head. I got this. I got half a mustache. I walk in the back door, and Chris walks in with me, and my wife is like, what the fuck is going on? And Chris goes, yeah, uh... (laughs) I needed to drive him home. She's like, is he drunk? Chris goes... Uh, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: Don't let him sleep. He's
0: concussed. Oh, uh, well, we could go on for four hours doing this. Yeah. And, and, and I think I was out for about three weeks because
2: I didn't know where I was for three weeks. Yeah. And uh, Chris would call me and he goes, what
0: are you doing? I, I'm fishing. <laughs> where? In my pool. So, uh, <laughs> so, So that brings me to this question. So over uh, the the time of the wrestling business, and you know, I count mine from from uh, f- my football concussions also. How many concussions do you think you've had over this?
2: Oh jeez. <clears throat> um, well, I know I had more in Trey Aikman, but I'm I want to say I'm somewhere around
0: fifteen.
2: I'm somewhere around twenty-seven. Jesus
0: fucking Christ!
2: I had post concussion syndrome for two years in the 90s where like I was wrestling for Big D and I go to come home after he'd hit me with a chair three or four times and I'm coming up 35 you know and that's all I really need to do and get to 121 to get home right but I can't get there and I'd be out till one or two in the morning driving around I Dallas. I remember you
0: telling me those stories.
2: Trying to get home. I'd stop at a gas station, call my wife from a payphone because we just couldn't have,
1: remember how to get there. No. Yeah. We didn't
2: have cell phones then and I, I thought I was far enough. Yeah. And she'd be like, you know, keep coming, blah, 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 blah. It really frustrated her a lot. Frustrated
0: me. Well, it's getting to the point too at my age and of course I'm nine years younger than you are. But I, the, the, I see in my... Speech and and not so so much uh, like uh, long term memory, but my short term memory yeah. I have severe. My short
2: term memory sucks, and I I had this speech problem earlier.
0: See, I, it's I, not as bad now. I deal with that too, and like I know that like we see it on the podcast all the time. I can't mm. fucking remember the words to say, you know, and and I'll be honest with you, I'm a little worried to go and get a CAT scan and see how bad my fucking... Oh, I'm sure y'all are fine. You know, <laughs> when I had that last motorcycle accident, I suffered some oh, brain yeah, damage. Oh, yeah, that doesn't count the fucking motorcycle uh, accidents no, I've had. I,
2: I suffered some brain damage. Right. But um, I don't have that speech thing anymore. I, I did in the 90s because of the post-concussion syndrome, and I talked to Kevin Von Erich about that one time. Because he had post-concussion syndrome. Kept him out for a while. Yeah, a long time. Yeah, and I'm like, you know, what, what are the symptoms and what happens? And he told me, and I'm like, man, I'm going through the same fucking thing. I go to Walmart in my truck. I'd park. I'd go into Walmart. I'd come out. I have no idea where my fucking truck was. And it wasn't for the fucking button. Mm-hmm. And sometimes i hit the button, and I was too far away because I didn't know. yeah. And uh, another time I left the house, and I don't think I went two blocks. There was a gas station two blocks from my house. And I hadn't gone two blocks. It seemed like I was gone two hours. So I called my wife. I said, hey, uh, I don't know where I'm at. She goes, what are you near? I'm near uh, Stop and Go. She goes, it's two blocks from the house. I go, how long have I been gone? She goes, five minutes. And, and it felt like and you thought two or three two hours. hours right. And I'm like, I don't recognize it. She'd be like, hang on, I'll come and get you. It's two blocks away. And yeah. I'd be like, oh, fuck. So I'd follow her home. And she's like, she goes, I don't know what to think about this, you know. She goes, I'm afraid to let you go anywhere.
0: Well, huh. concussions are for real. So mm-hmm. that's,
2: yeah. that's, that's. I'd be cool. like, I mean, you know. I wouldn't have a concussion at the time, but the syndrome from it yeah, would be
1: like... The last, the long last Yeah, time.
2: and then sometimes I wouldn't even remember what kind of truck I had. And I'm like, I know I got a Ford. <laughs> and i think about your truck, the red one. Right. So I'd walk around and I'd look for a red truck. I'm like, my truck is not red. It'd take me 10 or 15 minutes i walk around the parking lot. I had a security guy, you know, at Walmart in the cart with the little yellow light. I'm like, yeah, it's a Kmart special. What are you doing? I'm watching you walking around this parking lot. Are you trying to steal something? No, I'm trying to find my truck. What's it look like? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) He goes, what do you mean you don't know? I I don't know, man. I I go, I'm not bullshitting you. I said, I got... Some brain issues, and i I don't know what my truck looks like. What color is it? I go, red, which was Chris's truck. yeah, mine was purple or blue or whatever. He goes, "Well, there's a red truck there, there's a red truck there. there's a red truck there. and I'm like, those aren't my trucks, you know, and I'd be like, hitting that key thing. And if it ain't going off, I ain't finding my truck. You know, I might be too far away. And eventually, I'd walk around hitting the key thing, and I'd find it. I'm like, yeah, this is my truck. I recognize, you know, the Your shit Your gear ins- in
0: the back. or
2: whatever. Yeah, the shit inside. You know, this is my truck.
0: Well, kid, have you had fun? Oh, I had a lot of fun. Cool. So we'll do it again
1: hell yeah Uh, and it just goes to show you I mean for people that don't wrestle or anything um, what you guys went through and what you guys put your body through just to entertain people uh, uh, and bring those fun stories to the podcast Uh, thank you Kit for being here and thank you guys for sharing those stories it's hilarious well you see me now I can hardly walk well, I mean, but but you're still scary, so there you go.
2: Dude, the kung fu on my right side is still really good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, well that, I, think, I think that'll conclude the episode. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> uh,
1: even give us an email at countinglightspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. Follow us on Twitter, counting underscore lights. This has been another episode of Counting Lights Podcast on Spotify, uh, Apple Stitcher and iHeartRadio for Counting Lights Podcast he's Chris Germany and that's Dan Danzy and this is Counting Lights Podcast we're wrestling and comedy
2: and please don't call me at home
1: lock up <laughs> <laughs>